What's up, guys? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology's Daily Devo with Trust in Jesus Ministries, and we're continuing through Genesis, and we're in Genesis chapter 13, 1 through 18. So check it out if you haven't read it yet, see what it has to say, and then come back and we'll answer the four questions. If you've already read it, man, let's not wait. Let's jump into it. So what is the author trying to convey, or what is he trying to say, or what exactly is going on in uh, Genesis 13, 1 through 18? Well, we have the um, the strife between Lot and Abram in this episode. So Lot and Abram, um, they leave Egypt. We just did the Egypt uh, account. They leave Egypt and then they come back to the place where <clears throat> Abram had first uh, settled in Canaan. It said he kind of took the same way back to he went through and saw one of the uh, the uh, saw one of the altars that he built. And then it says that he called upon the name of the Lord there. So I think this kind of could be something that the author is trying to say that um, maybe after the incident in Egypt, that he found himself blessed by God because he made it through it and got rich and his wife and uh, took off, you know. And so he's going back and he's remembering what he had done was wrong, maybe a repentance, maybe a little bit. But then um, just giving praise to the Lord for the salvation that he had in the in the land of Egypt. Uh, that could be something that's going on there. But um, as he continues, he goes on, and then they get to the place, and they relax, they chill, pitch their tents and stuff. And it says, then there was some strife between Lot and Abram. Well, at least between their um, their workers, because there wasn't no place for all the lands to eat. It wasn't enough food for them. And so they were complaining about who's this and that and all that. And Abram doesn't want this, man. He's a peacemaker. He, he he goes to Lot and he says, man, we're brothers, we're kindreds. It's like, we can't have this, man. Let us be peace. He says, look up and see all of the land that there is before you and pick where you want to go and you can have it. And so this land that, that um, Abram is to inherit, he says, hey, you pick wherever you want from it, man. And I'll, you go one way, I'll go the other. That way we can maintain the peace. Well, Lot looks up. He sees uh, the Valley of the Jordan. And he um, decides to go there because it's beautiful, dude. It's a wonderful land. It's got the greenery that he would need. It's got the water that's sufficient for everything. And so uh, he picks that place naturally. But the only thing about the greener side, you know what I'm saying, quotes, uh, drop quotes, is that it's near uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. And for us, we notoriously know Sodom and Gomorrah. And the scripture makes it explicit, too. It says that Sodom and Gomorrah were evil before the Lord. They were evil against the Lord. And so, uh, yeah, he picked the wrong spot, man. And he's going to soon find out that it's dangerous down there in the city. And so uh, after that, the Lord comes and he speaks to Abram. He says, hey, man, look up. Take a look at all of this area that you see from the north, south, east, and the west. That's all you and your seats. That's all going to be for you, bro. And so he says, even walk around, check it out, see what it has to say, see what it has to say, see what, it, see what it has to offer. And he walked about and then he, he uh, praised the Lord. It said he built the altar. He, he, um, he uh, went and pitched his tent where he ended up staying. And then he built an altar. The response of Abram to the thing that God had said was worship. Now, there's a little couple of things I wanted to point out. The first one I already kind of did earlier is that maybe him retracing his steps, going back to the land where he came from, was a, a bit of him repenting of his lack of faith 
or trust in the promises of God for what he had done down in Egypt by saying he was his wife's uh, brother instead of being an actual wife. Because God did what he's supposed to do. We talked about in that faithfulness. And there's one thing I meant to mention, I didn't say, but in that faithfulness of God, he blessed, uh, or I'm sorry, he cursed Pharaoh for cursing Abram. And by cursing Abram, what he did was take Abram's wife. So his his uh, actions were against Abram rather than for Abram. And because of that, God was against the Pharaoh. And so when Abram saw that and he realized that maybe while he was going back and he wanted to take a look at the altar to remember the promises of God, of what he had said to him and all these things, that that was an act of him repenting of the sin that he committed down there. And then second, I, I wanted to talk about the idea of Lot going to Gomorrah. There, he could have and could have not known the things or the notoriety of the cities that were down there, um, that they were very and exceedingly sinful. I think that uh, if he did, if he didn't, whew, that's bad luck, bro. But if he did, he saw the pleasure and the the power and the 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 goodness in drop quotes of the place that he had the ability to go to because of Abraham Abram, but he put off the sins, the evil that can occur or take place because of his own covetousness in his heart. And so that could be a big deal. That could be a big deal. <clears throat> and then finally, just the fact that um, Abram, man, after he heard what uh, uh, God had spoken to him about the dust, the sands, the, the, the sands of the earth, there'll be more. He has more descendants than the sands of the earth, man. You ever been to the beach? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dude, there is so many little kernels of sand. I don't know what you call them. Dust of sand, speckles of sand. But that is his descendants. That's the thing that God had promised to Abram. And right after he had promised that, he went and uh, worshiped, called upon the name of the Lord. That's that's what it is, man. That's what it is. Uh, let me look through one. I think he says he called upon the name of the Lord. It said he built an altar. Uh, no, yeah, he built an altar. So that is is um, the response that we should have, man, is we should see the promises of God and worship, instantly worship. Reminds me in the New Testament of the times where they um, they say something, truth about God, some truth about God. They proclaim some truth about God or acknowledge his faithfulness or his goodness his glory, his judgment, his wrath, his whatever it is. And then they just give a doxology. And this is what Abraham, Abram is doing right now. As after God made the promise, he is uh, believing that promise in action. He is pitching his tent and then he is building an altar and then he is worshiping the Lord. <clears throat> I'm sorry, something's up in my throat. But, uh, and one more thing in this is that when um, in the Hebrew, there's a little word that's not usually translated, and it was unique as I read it. And it's only used four times of God. It's used a lot for other people, normally translated as please. But it is used of God only four times in the entire Hebrew scriptures. And those four times, it's always used in a way where he, there is some huge or extravagant thing that has no possibility of happening. Uh, like an imagination that he could see that is hard to understand that God is going to declare 
and he wants you to believe. And so he uses that part particle, nah. And so uh, this time it is of him saying, dude, first off, all of this land is going to be yours and your seeds, but that your seeds will be more than the dust, the sands of the earth. Man, he says, believe, trust me. Have you had your nah moment, huh? Where, where God comes to you and he says, just believe and trust me. What's it say about God? Well, first off, it says he's a powerful God, because if he's going to do these things that you can't even imagine, just like it says in Ephesians, man, he do things more than you can comprehend or even imagine. Man, he's a powerful God. He has absolute power. There's nothing that he can't do. But then also he's faithful because not only is he have the ability to do it, but he will do it. If he says he's going to, won't he do it? God is a faithful, promise-keeping God. What's this say about man? I think it says that we need to be peacemakers. That should be our heart, that we be peacemakers, man, that we should stop the, the fight, stop the fight, quit. Because we want to uh, be peacemakers, people who make peace, to, to reconcile, reconcilers. It also, I think, speaks about um, the need for repentance. If we take Abram walking back the same direction to remember the things that God has done, then I think it says about man that we need to be repentant and trust in the promises of God. What And also, one more thing, I'm sorry, is that uh, we should be seeking um, the things of God rather than our own things. If Lot knew what was going down in Gomorrah and Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah, yet he still chose to go down there because of the beauty and the um, abundance of the land. Well, he chose the wrong thing, my friend. And so we need to be choosing the things of God rather than the things of our own heart's desires. So how do we apply these truths to our lives, man? Well, first off, I want you to just reflect on the promises of God, the things that he has said of you, that he's going to save you, he's going to redeem you, that he's going to keep you, that he's going to have you in his family, a part of the kingdom, that he's going to make you into a beautiful and wonderful image of his son, that we're going to be with him and dwell with him forever. Reflect on those promises. And then second, I think it says that, uh, I think that we need to, Think about the things that we've gone through and how we've grown from those things throughout this year. It is getting to be the end of the year. So let's take the time and check our relationship and our growth in Christ. Look back on those things and see how God has shaped and moved you through those difficult situations. And then I think finally uh, that uh, look to see where you are making a compromise for your own comfort rather than for the sake of the kingdom. See, that's the one that's going to be tough for me. I got to look and I got to find and I got to see because I know in my heart that I sometimes seek the comfort of my own reality rather than the uh, edification of the kingdom of God. I appreciate you guys for listening. And I'll see you as we continue on this uh, stories and of the Genesis as we go through uh, Abram and Lot. See you guys in the next episode.